It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. Hello, hello. Hi. So it is half term week, is it not? Well, I don't know if it is for the whole country, but it certainly is for us. Yeah, it's either this week or next week for most people. I say yeah. this week. We we are recording this in the past. No, no, nobody would know. <laughs> nobody would know that we. No one's gonna know. You know that no voice. No one's gonna know. Everyone's gonna know. Everybody's gonna know. So yeah, you are. Where are you right now? What are we talking about? Future Laura. Yeah, future Laura. Future Future Laura is gonna future be. Laura. Flutch Law is going to be in London with her children for the week. In London Well, not on our own, meeting, meeting a friend. But yeah, I'm going to be solo parenting. And you're Yay! sharing a room with um, another family, aren't you? Yeah, so it's going to be two adults, four children. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mate, are you are not going to have any sleep? <laughs> no, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How many beds are there? Four. Four doubles. Yeah. Okay, intense. Will your kids share or will they show the one of the other kids? What child do you think will be Velcro to me? Toby. Yeah, he'll be in my bed. <laughs> old Velcro boy. Um, yeah, so it's gonna Sweet. be hitting the yeah. old land and set. Yeah, so we're there Monday and we come back Thursday. Are you gonna do like proper touristy shit? I think so. I think like the last time we went, obviously we tried to emotionally ruin the the kids. Certainly emotionally ruined mine. Mine yep. were broke. Mine were so fucking broken because we did too much in a day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I'm not planning on doing that. So I think that the nice thing is we'll just do little bits, just go to parks and, you know, um, just take things slowly. Obviously we have to go to Hamleys and all yeah. that shit. One thing but, a day, that's all you need to do. Yeah, exactly. And with all the fucking tubes and stuff, that's all it comes down to anyway, isn't it? Yeah, even that is like part of the activity, isn't it? Going on yeah. the transport. Yeah. Yeah, although I have like unrelenting fear of le- that that bit where you get off the tube and they're still on the tube or vice versa. Yeah. Like I can actually feel my my anxiety crippling through my stomach. Yeah, because like I was, yeah. But then unfortunately, I do think I have passed that fear onto my children because they're like, mommy, we stick to each other like glue. And I'm like, yes, we do. <laughs> but that, I mean, my kids would not cope with that situation. Neither would I. Oh my God, no way. Could you imagine? You know, you know how some people, like there are some situations, like I said, in a crisis, I'm fucking amazing. That yeah. crisis, I would no not way. be. I'd oh, be no, screaming. I would just lose my shit, yeah. I would be screaming at the top of my lungs. Yeah. The thing is, you know, it's very easily resolved. You just got to remember that. And they're just, someone would help them because, you know, or even though them. we're like <laughs> cold-hearted Londoners who don't care about the human race, um, they do actually, care about kids. we are quite nice. And yeah. uh, if I saw that happening, a hundred percent, I would tell them. I know. I know. Yeah, I just can't remember stuff. Like <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you just get off at the next station. That's all you do, and you just wait there, and then they'll be there in a minute. It's all fine. Yeah, yeah. It is that is a horrible. Yeah, scenario to be getting anxious about. <laughs> oh, lad. I mean, you know, I get anxiety on the tube without my kids there. So, yeah. Although, weirdly, yeah. I don't get it so much when they're there, but I've obviously got to be on full non-mental mode, haven't I? Absolutely, yeah. Whereas, obviously, I'm on full mental mode all the time, mate. <laughs> never a day that goes by where I've not got some type of scenario going through my head where I'm like, oh, my God, what would I do if this happened? But otherwise, I am, I am you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good in a crisis. I'm quite calm. 
Yeah, I, do, I depend I on it control. is. Did I tell the story on here when Rob took too much tamazepan? <laughs> no, you did, no, you didn't because you weren't sure whether you should or not. <laughs> I remember. I was in London that day, wasn't I? Or the you day were. after or something. And you I, were feel like, like, I feel like enough time has passed. About it. I, I can maybe tell this story. That's got, to be, that's got to be easily two and a half years ago. It was two and a half years ago because Edith was, oh uh, she was like six months old when it happened. So basically Rob had had a really bad back and um, he got some Tremadol. Is that what it's called? Tremadol, yeah. Tremadol, so it's like a really intense painkiller. And this was not um, prescribed by a doctor. This was given That's to him by a friend. That's why you didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I think that was it. It was given to him by a friend. Don't swap prescriptions. There you go. Never we're swap prescriptions. We're in the clear because we've if said... if you do, you're a fucking idiot. Like if my you're husband. Like Rob. Yeah. But yeah, so he came home and... Um, then he said, oh, yeah, I got this, this got some tramadol, it's fine. And I was like, oh, right, okay, so how about we taking it? So I've had two so far. I was like, okay, I've never taken it. I don't know anything about it. Oh, and he was like, God, it's not kicking in. It's like it's not helped oh, at all. I need to take another one. Anyway, he took four tramadol. I mean, you don't even take four paracetamol, let alone no, four know. fucking tramadol. That's you like are heroin. supposed to take one a day. <laughs> Maximum dosage is one in a 24-hour period because it's, slow, it's like really slow releasing. <laughs> So no one was sad then. And bear in mind, Edith was like six months old. So I had a, a little baby. And baby. obviously, breastfed baby and a toddler. And um, I, I think he'd gone to pick up, he got home from work and it was all fine. And then he'd gone to pick up Oliver from nursery. And then he came back in and he looked mental. And he was like, I've just been sick in the street. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I've just been sick in the street. I was like, why? He went, I don't know, I feel really weird. And then he just like, it's like he, he couldn't talk anymore. And was just going... And I was like, oh, and this is like at tea time, the most in sort of appropriate time to yeah, take a dose of Two kids in the witching hour. I'm like, are you insane? And I've got to do bedtime. And then he, he then he said, I can't feel half of my body. And I was like, what? mean and i looked at the um the fucking oh there was no instructions i looked at the thing and it didn't say anything about how much you're supposed to take or anything i was like how many of these are you supposed to take so i rang one 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 i was like oh hi um so my husband's like accidentally taken some tramadol like too much of it oh okay how's he done that then well he swallowed it voluntarily because he's a fucking idiot basically (laughs) i was so annoyed i had no sympathy he's pretty much about to have like cardiac arrest on the sofa (laughs) he's tachycardic but don't worry (laughs) agonal breathing He's definitely having a show. Which now you selfish bastard? Yeah. I'm gonna have a fucking heart attack in a minute, mate. I've got to cover these two twats. And then I rang. And they said, uh, "Yeah, that is actually like a class as an emergency. So you're gonna you're gonna need to call an ambulance. So I had to call nine nine nine. And they came. And I was still in my well, mind. Know. I was, th- yeah, but I was like, oh, come on. Like, nah, he's going to be all right. While he's frothing at the mouth in yeah, the corner. They're like, I was like, they're going to get it. They're going to check him over. And they'd be like, yeah, he's fine. And they came and they took his, I don't know, something, heart rate, blood pressure, whatever it was. And they were like, yeah, he needs to go to hospital immediately. And I was like, what? <laughs> he got like fucking blue lighted the hospital. And I'm literally like in shock, just like, what has happened? Why is my husband such a fucking moron? Like I was so angry. There was no space for sympathy or like the possibility that he might actually die from an overdose of drugs. I was like, is that a thing? I don't know. You'll recover. You're gonna have a oh, stomach yeah. pump and you'll be fine. Mate, if you can overdose on paracetamol, you can definitely overdose on drugs. I just wasn't die. taking it very seriously. I was just no. more enraged that he had left me. Oh my god. 
But also it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, you can't even fucking get the patient right, can you? That's what it is. Do I have to fucking do everything for everything you? Everything for you, you. idiot. Um, so yeah, he then went into hospital and they kept him in for observation because his heart was like, I don't know, he had like a heart rate of like 220 or something. <laughs> beats per minute. <laughs> oh no, maybe it was the opposite. I think it was the opposite. It was so low. They were like, it was yeah, like you're, you're almost dead. was like a slug. <laughs> Like 28 BPM. <laughs> yeah, that's not normal. Um, and then he had an intravenous dip. Dip? <laughs> With a bit of pit of bread. Nice bit of hummus and intravenous dip. Um, and then uh, had that and then was sent home and kind of got back at like, I don't know, four o'clock in the morning or something. And even then, even then when he got back home, he woke me up and I was like... I'm so fucking angry with you. I you know, know I don't have any sympathy. The, the rational mind of a woman who has a young baby is not, it's not rational. And I know that if Steve had done that, I would, I would have been like, you're a cunt. I have no sympathy. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I'm so angry at you for being so fucking stupid. But it is, it is the stupidity, if that happened now, I'd be totally different. I'd be like, oh, it's all right. You know, God, yeah. we all make these mistakes. But when yeah, you're... Yeah, yeah. When you're in sleep deprivation, no, mate. I oh, know. Yeah, no exactly. amount of fucks can be given to that situation. I'm so angry. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, but it was like he actually did almost die <laughs> from it. And that's why you've never spoken about it, because it was medication swapping, which we cannot condone. No, but it happened a long time ago, also, and it's like, it's enough, it's fine. Lesson learnt there. Yes, Don't never take, take more drugs. than one tramadol. <laughs> no, that's not the lesson. Mate. At a time. Don't <laughs> take tramadol without the medical advice of advice. a medical expert. If it's been prescribed to you. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I was like, great. Oh, so you, I mean, I, what was he thinking? I know. Like, is it, I, he said, I've never taken it before. I can understand, but four? Because it's like, you know, it's like when you when you back in the day, um, talking about more illegal drugs, when you used to take pills and you'd be like, oh, one's not done anything. I'll have another one. Oh, this ain't working. Go on, have another one. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, <laughs> like seeing into the future because you've had so much fucking ecstasy coming through your veins. And oh. Yeah, and you believe you're flying. Yeah. yeah, and then you're like, oh my God, it's too late to come down. It's too late to come down. And you just got to ride it out. That's what it is. That's what it's he did. <laughs> Too high. Oh, oh dear. funny days. What a story. Yeah. Well, less, you know, who knew that we were going to be opening this up with a real sort of uh, cautionary tale of uh, the inexperience of non medical people prescribing drugs to people. Well, I was, I was Reasons well. why did these you need even, a prescription. Did you not ask how much you should have taken from the person that gave it to you who's been taking it? He was like, Stephen mm, asked. Oh, yeah, I did, but I thought I'd be all right. I'm like, well, yeah, you're more of a fucking idiot than you look then, aren't you? <laughs> Um, anyway, and she has never forgiven him since. I've never forgiven him, and he's never I taken feel like it ever again. That was bringing up a lot of uh, sort of uh, delayed rage. It was, but it was a bit. Yeah. It, it is. It's. It, I just think of any of these mad, ridiculous situations happen. You've always got to think one day that'll make a good anecdote, won't it, for my podcast? Yeah. And look, here we are, two and a half years on. And we can laugh about oh, it. We can laugh about what an idiot he is. Yeah. Um, um, sh- I've had, I've, oh, 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 go on. Oh, 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 oh. I've got a story. Tell us. Tell us all. Um, hi, ladies. First time writing in. So <laughs> I was seeing this guy for a few months on and off. Ex-friend. Awkward as fuck. I don't know if you would count this as sex, but a sexual experience. He would love, love, love going down on me. We didn't need to have sex, which now I know why. All he would want to do is go down on me. If I'd been at work all day, 
He'd prefer if I didn't shower. He once confessed he wanted to sniff my undies whilst doing it, but he was he was still uh, he was and still is the best head I've ever had. Lots of love. Your weekly podcasts and personal accounts keep me going. Sniff the undies. Yes, sniffing the undies. I mean, that would be a bit logistically hard. Would you be all right? Um, If Rob were to go, I want to sniff your undies. I mean, I know for a fact that he's never going to do that because he has... Just put yourself there. My vagina. But an unwashed at work all day, you know, obviously smells of piss anyway, because that's just a natural reality of a woman's vagina. Yeah, I feel like mine really does smell like ball bags by the end of the day. Like it's like it's like kind of merged. I can't really, I can't really describe what my smell is, but it's very unwashed. It's very distinctable, as in I don't need to be anywhere near it, and I can smell it. Yeah, I could definitely smell it. Mine out in the lineup. I clean mine every day. Yeah, it's not about cleaning it though, is it? It's just a natural odor of oh, fanny. Oh no, no, I don't have a strong odor fanny unless it's not been washed, and then it's strong odor fanny. But at the end of the day, though, yeah, but I smells... can't smell it where I'm sat. No, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like I can't be sat here and be like fuck it out. She's ah, coming get every out. day. It's not like that. Summer months are quite tricky, aren't they? Let's yeah, let's they're harder. Work. I'd say. Some of um, very tricky. Or just like, I don't know, yeah, if it's been um, a particularly rough night. <laughs> and now, what, what are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Night sweats? <laughs> I think probably if I haven't had a, because you shower at night, don't you? Yeah. I can't so shower, shower in the morning. morning. So I think well, I bath, the worst, I, ba- I bathe. I bathe. I bathe with skin. Do you have a bath every night then? In the winter months, yeah. Really? Oh my god, I get excited. I'm like, yes. What time do you have it? Uh it will depend on around the kids. Right. I tend to try and have it before Toby goes to bed. Right. Or I'll be in the bath as he's going to bed if I'm not the one taking him to bed. So is that before or after dinner? After. After dinner, yeah. yeah okay. Sometimes I'd like, feel weird doing it before, wouldn't you? Oh, oh yeah, it's too early. It's too yeah. much, love. It's too it's much. Too much. <laughs> oh, I can't have a, I can't have me dinner when I'm out of bath. I do it feels wrong. It feels like you'd be sullying your cleansed skin by eating somehow, which is ridiculous. But I mean, I'm sure there probably have been times when I've gone, I'm gonna have an early bath. Have you ever eaten in the bath? No. No, I know. People do that as a thing. I can't I can't get into it. it i oh. I feel dreadfully worried about cramp. I'm dreadfully worried about crumb. <laughs> My oh. mum and dad scared the living shit out of me growing up about the fact that if you went swimming too soon, Always. you could get cramp and then die from yeah, basically. Like the cramp what? would be so severe that you'd drown. And I can say to this day, I've never had cramp so severe that I wouldn't be able to fucking kick my legs or hold onto the side of a swimming pool. No, same. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know me in the sea. I'm not going in the sea anyway. So there's absolutely there's, no chance of no cramp, I believe, that exists that would take you to the depths of what is. It's time From to die. Eating. Also, it's like, yeah. what? No. All right. My, my stomach is digesting food and I might get a bit of like, sort of, you know, yeah, I don't. I, just, I don't think I've ever had cramp from the only time I, if I get if I ever get any sort of stomach cramps, if I'm trying to push a shit out rather than you know processing the food. Diverticulitis. It is. Hold on. No. <laughs> well, that was a good one. What did you eat? Omelette. 
I had an omelette, yeah. Oh, God, I can't eat egg. I know, you don't like egg, do you? You've got issues oh, with eggs. Makes me ill. Makes me ill. <laughs> makes me terribly ill. It's so weird that you are so weird about eggs. Like, you must have an allergy, surely. Yes, mate, I do. Has it been my tested? Brother. No. No, my, bro- so my brother and I are quite uh, similar genetically. We have the same kind of patterns and stuff, but my brother has always been allergic to egg, that it closes up his airways. Well, does it? Yeah, I've I've not been like that. But then since uh, having Elliot, it got a bit dodgy. And then after I had Toby, it's just gradually got worse since then. And it gives me such a horrifically horrible feeling. Yeah. Even the thought of eating egg makes me feel like I'm going to throw up. God, mate, I honestly, egg is like a big part of my diet. I have eggs every day. I can't do it. I don't know what I'd do without eggs. I bake with it. I bake yeah. with eggs, obviously, and like I made pancakes yesterday for all of us. That's got egg in it, so that's fine. Yeah, but it's but, like mixed into batter or whatever cake mixture. Yeah, I can't, I can't have it on its own or like an egg salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it makes me feel like. <laughs> Fucking love an egg. Edith's like so. I love a boiled egg. That was my yeah, favorite. Yes, I love but... a boiled egg with um, oh, some sesame seeds. It, love. And, I really do. Oh, I got this really nice wasabi seasoning, which is so spicy. It fucking. Not oh your face Steve off, love, love it. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but no, I, I couldn't live without them. Also, I'm a veggie, aren't I? I'm a pescatarian, so I need my protein. And eggs are pretty yeah. good source of protein for me. So I'm always deep throwing an egg. Back to the knickers, though. Um, yeah, sniffing, <laughs> sniffing knickers whilst going down on someone. Yeah. How? Do you keep the knickers on and then just pull to one side so your nose is in amongst it? Yeah. I just I had a flashback then of someone actually really deeply sniffing my minge before they went down on me. Really? <laughs> With my knickers on, yeah. I'd be like, all right, chill out. Fuck I don't know out. what it is about pants. Obviously, pants is a big thing, isn't it? Like, I I personally am not in the market for going, oh, my God, can you send me a pair of your dirty pants so I can smell them? Whereas there are men who fucking love smelling women's dirty pants. Yeah. I wonder... I mean, I look, think it's, it's, it's the whole thing about pheromones, isn't it? So... Pheromones are arousing, like you like in Steve's sweaty armpits. Yeah, true. You do like that. That's a turn I do on like for you. It, yeah. So I it's just like the it. same thing. Same thing, different part of the body. Slightly is less savoury. I know, but one's pissy. Yeah, true. You know, there is no denying the fact that by the end of the day, whether you've got a fucking banging pelvic floor like mine, or <laughs> or you don't, you're still going to have secretions of piss in your pants. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That bothers me because that's ammonia and that's not that's not pleasant. <laughs> that bothers it, me. It does bother me. Why <laughs> would you want to smell that? You know, I watched a TikTok video about um washing your fanny, like uh, basically pouring water on it after you've had a wee rather than using toilet paper. A lot of cultures do that instead of um using toilet paper. They just pour water over their fanny when they've had a wee. Because it literally cleans it. But then you've got to have, like, I thought I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's a, a good idea. Cup. Got to have a little piss cup, yeah. So the fanny flannel is being upgraded to a piss cup now. But where do you keep, how far away is your sink from your toilet? Because mine's right next to it. So I could do yeah, it. Yeah, mine's right next to it. But in my old house, it was miles away. I'd have to like, like walk over with my knickers around well, my I think you'd obviously to have to get cup. the cup beforehand. You'd have to remember it. So I used to, when, after the babies, a good tip here if you've had a baby and you've had stitches. I, um, for the first like two weeks, I would only wee with uh, a little water jug and pour the warm water over my fanny as I weed because it takes all the sting out of it. I didn't really feel any stinging. Obviously, I was stitched, but I didn't feel any stinging. I think I was so pummeled down there, I just couldn't feel anything. 
Yeah, no, it was sore. It was really sore because obviously your wee's quite acidic, isn't it? So, like yeah. you say, it's the ammonia. So, fucking stang. But um, that's you know, maybe that's the, just the future of doing that, that. I've had the worst fucking case of thrush. I've not had it in a long time. Have you? Fuck, absolute bastard to shift. But I had some antibiotics. I think it's that. So oh, the antibiotics brought it. Yes, the candida. 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 You met my daughter, Candida. <laughs> It definitely sounds like a name, doesn't it? It does, um, yeah. Yeah, overgrowth of candina, babe. You know, you should avoid sugar then. Oh, really? Sugar is like candida thrives on sugar. Candida. Candida, the dirty slag. Yeah, she absolutely thrives on she sugar. She thrives on it. Oh, yeah. God. Which I know you just said a picture fucking, of a massive... I just... <laughs> <laughs> you ate too late now. Just I mean, you're, you're not putting the brownie up your minge, but either way, it's in your it's gut. Still and Candida's out, yeah. like in your gut, basically. Stop. I'm <laughs> saying Candida. Candida. <laughs> My sister has um, Candida. Candida. She has issues with it, but she fucking says Candida all the time. She's like, oh, my Candida. Smile up, my Candida. Like, Shut up. Stop saying Candida. Rather than just going, oh, my thrush is playing up. Yeah, no. Nice. Uh, talking of rank minges, not that yours is rank. rank. Yeah, thanks very much. Mine's just very. Uh, thrush is very over, normal. Okay, we've all had it. We've all been there. Yeah. yeah, you basically what started The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> If you were to stamp on me, herds of people would come running to attack you. <laughs> herds of other women with an overgrowth of candida. <laughs> and then we'd sit on your face and it would get into your system via your eyeballs. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, this is, this is a zombie film, but it's about mushrooms that have basically taken over everyone. That's so funny. Which is a fungi. A fungi? A fungi? <laughs> well, it's, fungal infection. It's a fungal infection, as is candida. Vagina. So there you, you go. Sit, sit on Face you. <laughs> like you know the little mushrooms come out of their mouths. It'd be like that coming out the minute. The minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to pitch it to HBO. Um <laughs> Uh, I can't remember what I was fucking talking about. Oh yeah, rank fannies. So old Casper, the uh, Casper the cunt, the yeah. my, my <laughs> a mingy affliction. Which if you only just started to listen, which some people have, I've had loads of people being like, I I didn't know that you did a podcast because uh, where the you fuck know, have you been? I know, but also we don't, we're not very good at like marketing it, are we? No. So because we don't we, share it that because often. our loyal fuckers who are here throughout. Yeah, we just know that you're here. Or, like you're here till till the death. <laughs> Till the death do us part. <laughs> Till the candida kills one of us. Um, yeah, well, you're here. By the sound so. of it, it's fucking on its way to killing me. <laughs> Next time you see me, I'm literally going to be like a fucking chestnut mushroom. <laughs> Your face would have just turned into a big clitoris. That's what's going to have happened. I don't know why. It feels like that might be the natural <laughs> progression. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I have a friend who's got it as well. Oh, really? We were having a conversation about, she was like, oh, I've had this really weird thing with my no. funny. And, um, and oh, like I had as well, uh, had thought that it was an STD, but um, went to the sexual health clinic. And basically <laughs> the nurse that saw her was like, oh, yeah. Mm. No, I think first of all, she told her it was uh, herpes, which is always a joyous little nugget of information to oh, receive, isn't so it? Much. I'm oh, so thanks, happy great. About I've that. got herpes, great. great. And then she looked at it again. She was like, mm, "Actually, no, I'm not that sure. I'm just going to go and f- uh, get a second opinion." So then she had like another woman come in who looked at it and was like, "Yeah, she'll have got lichen psoriasis or whatever." Didn't it's you called. say eventually it will close your hole over? So it's like a, oh, it's very, it's like a thinning of the skin um, around your vulva, 
and um, your labia, but it's mainly on your vulva, I think. It is on mine. Uh, but it can, t- it can like, it's really itchy. So the thing is, because it gets, it thins the skin and it's really itchy because you scratch it, you can, yeah. like, you can tear the skin really easily and then you can get oh, infections. Jesus. It can be really, it can be really horrific. I think mine's fine. It's like mild. I've just got a white menge in parts, which is white fine by me. With, with um, pubic hair, ginger. <laughs> <laughs> you really sell him off, funny. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah. So I've got that, but she, she hasn't got the white discoloration thing. She just had the chronic itch because she thought it was thrush as well. So um, oh, maybe I've got it. Yeah, maybe I've passed it on to you. You've got maybe it you... like by osmosis. <laughs> Telekinesis. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's why I had to have it investigated because I was like, man, what's going on? And I knew it wasn't fresh, but I looked at mine. And I was like, why does it look like that? <laughs> like it had lost all coloration completely in parts. Um, like it was lacking a lot of vitamin D. Yeah, exactly. You know, your yeah. friend's lips went blue the other day. When my mum was like that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, then she's she's fucking got it too. But she she was like probably like freaked out by it. it was like oh my god, I don't know. And, and no one's told her how to deal with it at all. And they've get they gave her they give you steroid cream, which will kind of just you know make it a little bit better, it will relieve the symptoms, but it's not going to take it away essentially. Um, and didn't tell her anything about what you're supposed to do with it. So that's, that's shit, so bad. Yeah. yeah, so we're like, get our discussion about how we're going to look after all these little minges. Yeah. Um, but just to be aware of that, I think is also is is important, isn't it? And when there's oh, oh, sorry, when there's change, it's the candida. <laughs> it's the candida. Coming it's trying out. to communicate with you. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like that bit in Independence Day when he goes in and the um, alien speaks yeah. in telekinetic. I can't say the fucking word. That's it. That's what the candida was trying doing. to communicate via my minge to you. I've got saying. Who knows? Look after your fannies. Look think after your fannies. If something it. changes, always yeah. get it checked. Is what I was going to say to you. Yeah. I'm going to give it another day. If I'm still thrushing, I'm, uh, some, <laughs> if I'm still thrushing, then I'm probably going to contact the doctor for alternative advice because I've taken, I've taken it all, love. I've yeah. had it all. That's the, the irony of that is that the antibiotics make it worse, don't they? Yeah. I think the antibiotics, they, they kind of... In, it strips your natural fauna pH in your gut and then that's when candida thrives when it's not there. Stop <laughs> I think my mind candida. I think I might start making my own gut health smoothie shake things that I do a shot of in the morning, like you see all these wankers on TikTok doing. You need probiotics, that's what you need. I know, but a lot of the probiotics are bullshit. Oh, and do you remember I did take probiotics? I was really poorly. Oh, really? Really poorly, yeah. Maybe you just got to find the right kind. Yeah. I don't know what else you do to create. Eating um, fermented food really helps. Well, you know what? I had some sauerkraut this morning, so. Are you down with it? I can't eat large. My friend, she eats it out of the jar. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. Uh, and 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 when I ate it out of the jar, I was sort of desperately okay. trying to swallow without gagging because what I was trying kimchi? to be polite. I don't like kimchi. You don't like um, that, really. I don't like spice though. No. I do, but I don't. But it's a bit too spicy. Um, but yeah, I just put it with avocado and tomato, and I'm fine with it. Because you can make your own kimchi. 
And then you don't have it as spicy. You can just make it like a mild version of it. But I make my own kimchi now, Laura. That's who I am. I'm making my own fucking kimchi. Oh my God, do you know what happened to my kimchi? Um, how many times can I say candida and kimchi in this fucking I episode? I was just about to say fucking hell. All right, we've established what it's called. I think this episode should be called candida kimchi. I agree. Although when you eat that, all you're going to think about is my frothing true. vagina. That's very true. Your yeasty flaps all over my fucking <laughs> boiled egg. <laughs> the kimchi. Um, so I made it and it obviously, you like put it in a sealed jar and it begins to ferment. But I over I didn't really know how much I was supposed to put in the jar, so I overpacked the jar. And then I was doing something upstairs and I heard this massive bang and I was like, what the hell is that? No. I don't mean, downstairs. Say. Yeah, and I couldn't like couldn't see anything off. Was just like, oh, okay, that's weird. Oh, it must be something outside. So I carried on with a day. And then Rob came over and he was like, bloody hell, what's bloody hell? What the bloody hell is all over the floor? Because I put it in our like really nice vintage cabinet as well. Of course and you did. He, it, of course it did, and because you've got to put it in a cold, dark place. All um, oh, right. So yeah, you know, I was oh, like, your vagina. Well, yeah, I was going to say my vagina's <laughs> occupied <laughs> with all the candida growing in there, <laughs> so it can't fit in there. So and then you open the cupboard, and like just the smell of farts hit us because it's cabbage in it, so it just stinks <laughs> of spicy farts, and they had exploded. They had actually fought, and it's one of those kilner jars with a whole latch system and everything. And it just goes to show how much fermenting is is a fucking. It's a big deal. I overpack the jar. I overpack the jar. Don't overpack your jar. I know it's silly, silly, absolutely. You know what you saying about explosions very much takes me back to. It's not food related, but my dad, my dad is is but isn't anymore a bit of a pyrotechnic so he used to do very elaborate firework shows which to be honest with you were exceptionally dangerous but whatever and it was the year 2000 and my dad had spent hundreds of pounds which they didn't really have so he'd worked really hard to be able to afford to do it hundreds of pounds on this firework show that was all going to go off by the touch of a button oh my, my god <laughs> my sister and I went out shopping and we came back home to my dad looking scorched it's a bit <laughs> honest with you his shirt had holes in it like there was it was just oh my god he had like black scorch marks around his face and all sorts and basically he had gone to do a test run and the entirety of the fireworks <laughs> went off at 1pm in the afternoon and there no was one there's no one there and it was daylight so no one could fucking see them and there was nothing to bring in the millennium oh my god that's so funny <laughs> oh bless him i'm gonna say it right now fireworks are a fucking wasted time i, I, I yeah, don't I mean, understand who gives a shit oh my dad lo- i love fire though i have to say i love yeah, making fire and building and firework fire. it's very different no yeah I, that that's that's as far as it goes for me i've been hit twice by fireworks so i'm kind of Have over it. yeah both my brother oh my god it's like that is one of my irrational along with sharks that i mean i'm never gonna get attacked by a shark but no. that and getting hit by a firework those are my two top fears yeah i got hit twice so you're fine how did someone lob one at you no, my brother just wedged them in very irresponsibly. And I was kind of unfortunately stood in firing line, ruined my coat once. <laughs> but then the third occasion, oh my God, by that point, I was too scared to stand in the garden because, you know, I'd been hit, hit twice. <laughs> so I was stood in my mum and dad's back, back bedroom looking down. So I had a bird's eye view of everyone stood in the back garden and I just saw in slow motion. <laughs> This rocket go up, detach from its stick, 
and detonate in the corner of the garden where about 15 people were. Oh, my God. And as the smoke cleared, all you saw was a man in my mum's fucking flower bed looking utterly <laughs> terrified. <laughs> Oh my god! This is just all proof that there is absolutely no need to do fireworks this black home. No. And the worst thing is that was my brother's partner's parents as well. Oh great! Even and better. Like my my mum and dad, my sister and I. I mean, we were we couldn't even be seen because they were told us to go away because we couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> my mum and dad were like, just, "Just go away because you're not helping the situation." My mum was like, "We'll pay for all the dry cleaning." They were like. We could have died. It was, yeah. I <laughs> know. Oh, That's the thing. Sadly, sadly, my brother didn't marry her. Um, what a shame. What a shame. <laughs> what a shame. That one didn't work out. Oh, your uh, poor dad, yeah. but he was well guided. Um, right, shall I do a story then? Yeah, I mean, like moving on from that, we started off with what, Candida, and then we went to fireworks. It's been, a, it's been an absolute roller coaster this it episode. It's been a roller coaster, yeah. Travadol, Candida, <laughs> kimchi. How has this happened? <laughs> Oh my god! I have laughed a lot because my stomach muscles are really hurting. <laughs> oh well, this is kind of like an agony arm sort of thing, but it's relating to sex. And when you said about the best, you asked for best sex stories a while ago, didn't you? Yeah. So this is uh, asking for some advice. So my best sex has been with my situationship. Oh, I've never heard that. Have you? A what? A situationship. So you're not in the relationship. You're just isn't in a that just a fuck situation, buddy? essentially? Yes. But she says, I'm pretty sure that's the name of a rapper. Probably. <laughs> I love him. Oh no. Oh shit. I know he's not right for me in regards oh, to the relationship. God. He's quite immature, and other than his devil dick, he doesn't bring much to the table. We're constantly calling things off. But give it a week and one of us is texting the other because we just have the best sex ever. I can relate to this. I've been in this situation and can't seem to stay away. He's one of two men I've been with that can actually make me orgasm. And I just can't put myself away from him. On a serious note, this is no good for either of us. Deep feelings are involved. How do I stay away from this devil dick? Ooh. Oh, I'm going to be don't ask me, totally mate. honest with you, mate. I would, I would you have to go back. You've got to go cold turkey. <laughs> yeah. You've got to you look at someone else. I'm telling you now, like shake, shake it. Yeah, no, right. but she's not going to. Because until she meets someone else that brings, that fulfills the other side. You need to go side, to funny rehab. You do need to go. You, yeah, either you've got to go cold turkey. Yeah. Um, I know someone that can get you some tramadol if you want. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> Rob's got about four left over. Just take them all. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't joke. We're not encouraging anyone to take it over, though. This is no, no. in advance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just remember the context of this being a comedy podcast. Anyway, yeah, for fuck's sake, we are not for medical fuck's professionals. Sake. I didn't um, even get a bloody GCSE in math, let alone a fucking degree in a doctorate of any description. I, I'm, yeah, she's not going to, she's not going to stay away from him. No, I can, I t- from, from my experience of being in a very similar situation, um, you will always be riding their dick until. The someone else comes along who fulfills either both. the emotional the side heart and the dick, or both, yeah, or the heart and the dick. You want heart and dick, really? Particularly the heart, I think, because you, what might happen is that you meet someone else with the with the good dong, and then you're just hitting two dongs. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you don't want two dongs. <laughs> two dongs don't need to a right. Okay, you just want a ding. <laughs> Um, so I'm, uh, yeah, that would be my, that's my honest advice because I have been in that situation and I know 
Well, that's shit and advice. It's just basically carry on and just get yourself hurt because you're going to fall more in love with him. Oh, fuck. I... Yeah, sorry. I forgot about that element of it, that she's got deep love. feelings for him. But then she oh, says... Is it, is... I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that bit. I was just concentrating on the willy. But she says uh, he's immature... And he doesn't yeah, bring so much to the knows, table. She knows that he's wrong for her, but I'm guessing yeah. the more time she has sex with him, like, is inevitable. The uh, the feelings are starting to grow. And then what you do yeah, with but you've that? Got to, you've got to be able to compartmentalise. I'm not German. Compartmentalise. Is that what that's the word, isn't it? Yeah, and be word. like, okay, right, this is, this is, I, the reason I feel these feelings is because the sex is so good. You know, yeah, I know. That's what that's, it is. That's easy to say when you're, you know, you're not having the best sex of your life. <laughs> what, are you talking about me? <laughs> that's yeah. no way to talk about my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But the the thing is, it's hard though because when something feels good, the last thing you want to do is walk away from it. And like, I know that I would be. Oh, we all know about. Yeah, we all know you wouldn't be calling it off. I wouldn't be going into funny rehab. I'd be. I'd be lusting after that penis on a daily basis, probably weekly basis, trying to play hard to get desperately wanting him to be the person I'd want him to be while also knowing he's never going to be. I know, but he won't be. That's the other, that's the other lesson that I've learned in my extensive riding of the dick. (laughs) Riding of the dick. Riding of the dick. Um, (laughs) I know for a fact that, uh, yeah, men, uh, people actually in general, um, very rarely change. Even if oh, they should be willing that's a bit, that's a bit. Oh no, I really believe that. I think it's very, uh, very rarely. I'm saying, I'm not saying that there's not room for it to happen. There's definitely room for it to happen. But don't but we I, all change? Um, I've do changed. people stop being wankers? No. <laughs> I'm talking about men that have treated me badly. They're okay. still doing the same shit they were putting, you know, 15 years I'm ago. Sensing, I'm sensing your triggering situation here you're triggered I'm just talking about men that aren't right for you I think that's the context of this is men that aren't right for you you, and you know she knows deep down he's not right for her I think the thing is if you have an emotional connection then that emotional connection has like legs in it do you know what I mean whereas if you don't and it is literally just a circumstantial relationship where it's based on sex then that's never ever going to go anywhere and you will just get hurt but you know I think you've got to weigh up what's more important your G-spot or your heart. Yeah. It'll be your G-spot, I can guarantee it. <laughs> for a little while. I yeah. wonder how long this situation's been going on for. The situationship. Situationship. That's a new term. I like it. I've been in many situationships. I'd say that's a perfect way to describe all of the things around the long-term boyfriends I had. I was always in a situationship. Never never like one night stands. Always well, you were in love, you were having sex, but you knew it wasn't it, right. Mm, I think there was one person who, where the sex was amazing, for, like for both of us, it was like the best sex ever, and um, that lasted about a year, maybe a bit longer. But it was like I think we flirted with the idea of it potentially that we could be a relationship because we had like this mad chemistry yeah. going on. But then fundamentally, at the end of the day, like we were just so different. We were just too different. And is this the person that said they hope your cunt dries that out? That one, yeah. I, um, I knew it. <laughs> it's him. So there was probably moments where it was like I definitely reading more into it and thinking, oh yeah, okay. And like and then also overcompensating for his failings. In the same yeah. way that he probably did for me too, because I definitely wasn't right for him. You know, it was a mutual yeah. thing that we were both very like incompatible for a proper relationship, but for whatever reason, 
the pum pum was so good oh god it was so good uh but honestly the sex was too good to care about anything else it was like yeah i forgive your many sins i mean look he was so boring like he's he did not have a sense of humor at all like oh you would not believe how mismatched our comedy like our sense of humor was that was the thing for me in the end that i was like i literally cannot hang around with you anymore because you have no bants whatsoever <laughs> like no, like nothing like give me something just like some comedy <laughs> i remember distinctly because i was always like trying to because the sex was so good it would always pull us back and then i would like try and detach myself from him emotionally because i'd be like yeah but you're definitely not right for me and this is definitely just penis and so once i just sat there i was like so what like what are your favorite comedy shows then and he was like oh, i don't know i was like and i just reeled off like all these comedy shows and he was like i've never seen it never seen it no i don't like that and i was just like that oh my god who the fuck and he you? then brought it up and he was like I don't know, having a go at me at something and was like, yeah, like when you started talking about the comedy shows, I know what you were doing. I know you're trying to detach yourself from me. I was like, yeah, I am because I don't want to have a relationship with you. I just want to have sex with you until I find the right pattern. <laughs> but, he so but he obviously didn't feel that way about you. He wanted to have the relationship. I think, honestly, I feel like we took it in turns to to be in a slightly different place and we never paired up at any point. So I, I would never have said that I was his girlfriend. Yeah. And I think maybe he did say, oh, you know, would you, do you want to be my girlfriend? I'd be like, mm, I don't know. Like, let's think, let's just see how things go kind of thing. But then at the end, when it ended, he was like, I completely, I'm completely in love with you. Oh my God. But I was like, you're not, mate. But you know, I knew he wasn't. I was like, no, yeah. you know, you're not because we both know we've been, we've known each other now for like a year and a half over. We both know this is not a relationship like yeah. that's ever going to have any legs in it. And yes, the sex is amazing. And every time we have sex is amazing. But that's we, it. That's it. That is it. And I was quite happy to have the sex, even like knowing that it that was all it was ever going to be. Did you continue to have to work together? Yes. And it got really awkward. Fuck. For a bit, it was really awkward. But then it was all right. I don't know what happened. I don't know how it got resolved, but it just kind of was okay. And then next thing, I'm, I'm bloody engaged to Rob. Do you know what I mean? So it's and like, he must have been like, oh, oh, I know. Oh. But like he was still texting me when I so started seeing Rob and probably like a month after that night that I'd met Rob and then Rob was pretty much living with me then. He would still occasionally just send me like a really filthy text to try and get me to talk to him. Yeah. And I would just be like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I'll just I'm screenshot that for later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just use that when I'm in a sexless marriage years later. I'll use that in 10 years time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's brilliant oh dear all right we've, we've well and truly gone off topic i don't even know like have we had enough we probably I have think we've had been enough really yeah, it's episodes. been fucking well funny this episode um <laughs> i probably laughed so much this episode oh it's been a right laugh um okay so if you want to keep sending us your stories any other business, your agony aunts, uh, you can email us at nohosbellpodcast at gmail.com or what else can they do? Laura. They can go over to our... Oh, I sounded a little bit like... Um, I know you were like East End Cockney then. I did. I went, uh, what you call it? Chim Chimney, Chim Chim Chimney, Chim Chim Cherry. But I'm not going to be able to turn that into a song. So they can go on over to our Instagram page at nohosbellpodcast.com and go to our DMs. And um, yeah, we will see you next week, Slags. Yeah, bye. Good luck. Bye. <laughs> Good luck. I think we ended the agony out so abruptly then, so it's about that, babe. Um, what was it? Best of luck. Best of luck. <laughs>
Oh shit! Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, you'll be all right. It'll work itself out. Just you'll meet someone else, right. and then you'll Just, forget about this fella. And then one day, maybe you won't care anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> either go. Advice <laughs> we've ever given. I'm so um, sorry. Either minge rehab or just ride it until you find Mister Right. Yeah, that I think that's the best advice. Or you find inner peace in yourself. Yeah, well, some no. Come on, we all need servicing. Don't be silly. <laughs> we all need servicing. <laughs> We all need an MOT every so often. Oh dear. All right. See you later. All right. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams. And to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process. So I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.